Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Good evening, everyone. I'm Kevin Joseph. Oh, wait. No, I'm not. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm Will Allred. Uh, Kevin Joseph is not here tonight. Uh, he's He's got to get up early. And, you know, as a dedicated night owl myself, the word early just, you know, causes me stress. So he's, uh, he's preparing for early morning travel tomorrow. But... Uh, Welcome everyone. We've got a great uh, a great group of people here tonight, and we're going to talk some uh, some Kickstarters and um, hopefully have some fun. So we'll start. I'll go around the top here and mm -hmm. this way, I guess. Uh, and we'll start with 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 Ashley. So Ashley, we uh, we typically do this uh, you know thirty second elevator type pitch for uh, for your project. So if if you're at a con and you know the the, the people are walking past with their heads down you know trying their hardest not to look at you how, how do you get their attention oh well great um i just say hey do you like looney tunes do you like animaniacs have i got something for you um so i'm the creator of ralph's and ralph's is a, a comic series i created about five or six years ago um again very much like looney tunes animaniacs short bursts of just silly comedy from a pair of dogs and they're both named ralph um, so it's an all ages homage to a, a lot of the animation and cartoons that we love growing up. Nice. Very good. All right. Next up is uh, old hand at this show and someone who embarrasses me all the time because he does like a thousand Kickstarters a year and I do like two. So. Six. Hey, six. Frank. <laughs> There's a difference between a thousand and six. Um, That's four. <laughs> my name is Frank Martin. I'm an author and comic writer. My book on Kickstarter right now is Sex Night. The elevator pitch for it is pretty simple. It's just a married couple that has kids trying to have a sex night and they're not that good at it. So <laughs> they fail miserably. It's a sex comedy. It's, uh, it's a little raunchy, but it's not really erotica. So it's just basically kind of a good time. So it's something totally different than I've done in the past. And I'm curious what people think of it. All right. Awesome. Thanks. All right. We'll keep going around the circle here. So, uh, JL, Lindsay, welcome back. And um, tell us what you got going on. Well, Monkey Maids is um, Lindsay's second novella in our series, our collection, rather, Tales from Existentia. And this one is about uh, someone who orders 17 monkeys from the back of a comic book while their roommate is out of town. And of course, uh, madness ensues and Lindsay's hilarity comes forth in full force. Thanks. Nice. Very nice. All right. And rounding out the rest of the pitches, Wells, uh, welcome back. And uh, what you got going on, sir? Yeah, it's good to be here. Uh, my newest uh, graphic novel, Depths, is up on Kickstarter. It is a 112-page uh, journey of a man in the 1930s that builds a perpetual diving suit and gets stuck under the ocean for three years. Okay, cool. Walking apart. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Do nice. that in my sleep. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've been on a lot of these. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. I don't want to break rank, but can I just ask, like, is yeah. is Kevin going to be here at any oh, point? No, I, we, he's, he's just gone. Yeah. He's not coming. No. He'll, he'll be back next week. He just has to get up really, really early for travel in the morning. And, you know, I know I, I miss him, too. Oh, in that well, case, I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. Dang it. Kevin's not here. What's the point? Lack of we're, faith. We are now at the All Crossover Division Volume 1 show, where I'm going to talk about it for the next hour. <laughs> Well, hey, uh, since uh, well, since kind of you were last kind of in the list here, why don't we go ahead and uh, take a uh, take a deep dive into that? And do you want to share your screen, or would you like me to share mine? And I can I can share my screen. That's okay. Fine. You do, do, do that way. You have control, and it's way more work than I'm kind of show us do. what's going on there. Hello, hello. So this is my page. I, I got I. We're good. Yeah. There we go. Okay. We're good. So this is uh, our page. This is some beautiful art done by uh, my friend Tina Sola from Nashville. Uh, yeah, Depths is, uh, as I said, a graphic novel about grief and underwater survival. Uh, if you want to read in depth a little bit more about the story, uh, my pitch is, have you ever felt like you're drowning? Uh, it's a book about surviving underwater in the literal sense and in the figurative sense of dealing with grief, dealing with uh, anxiety, dealing with depression, uh, and surviving in a, in a world that uh, feels very hostile. Uh, these are the covers available. They are very pretty. Uh, oh, yeah, and this is our first <laughs> Kickstarter we love. Uh, yeah, we present the, uh, the yeah page. Of, thank you. We present the, uh, the art right up front, uh, give you an idea of what it's going to look like. Uh, the majority <laughs> of it takes place underwater. There are above water sections. Uh, and uh, you get uh, one of the beautiful things about uh, making the story was that it was mostly research. We didn't have to do a lot of inventing. Uh, so the the scenarios and, and creatures uh, are uh, out of reality and not just uh, not not made up out of whole cloth. But yeah, uh, very period piece vibes, 1930s. A uh, bit of a deeper dive on the characters as well. If you want to go through and look at them, Emil, James, Grace, and Douglas the Octopus, the most important one of all. He's got a little <laughs> martini glass. That's very important. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then going through on, on the rewards. Big shout out, by the way, to uh, Brenda Snellby, who did all of the design work on the page. It's why it looks so pretty and coherent, because I certainly nice. can't make all this happen. But So uh, 112 pages. Yes. Um, you know, that's not something you throw together in, you know, a month or two, right? Um, how, <laughs> Certainly how, not. <laughs> We've been working on this been... one for, yeah. uh, this was the first thing that uh, Dalton and I, my co-writer, uh, started working on together uh, about eight years ago, I think. Uh <laughs> Yeah, it's been a long. It's like 2016. Some marriages don't last, or most marriages don't. Yeah. Last. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed for mine. But yeah, no. Our, our, we we've only gotten better as as we've gone along. But we we've gone back and revised this a number of times. We're really proud of it, uh, and uh, we we believe this is the right time to share the story. Uh, it says book one on it. Is that like? Yes. So this is a. 224 page in reality story so we had to split it up into two books book one and book two so this is the first half it, it does have its own arc and it, its own satisfying ending albeit with a, a very uh big meaty cliffhanger uh but yes because you need uh, this nice. but, but yeah we will be uh we'll be continuing the story in book two and ending it there so it's okay. the the this is not a this is not a uh you know, dragging our feet forever to find to find out if he gets out of the water. It has an ending. It's a, <laughs> gotcha. and I think it's a great one. Uh, but yeah, this well, is also our first. Talk... Sorry, I just okay, wanted to mention ahead. this is our first book that you can get drawn into the into the oh, cool. uh, comic. So nice. wanted to uh, shout that out really quickly. Jay does a great job uh, with character acting and and capturing people's faces. So nice. Right. Well, let's. Right. Uh, let's let's go a little in depth on on the creative team. Like you know, one how 
how did you guys come together? I mean, I know you, you're co-writer in, and you've mm-hmm. been working together a long time, but, you know, finding an artist, you know, colorist, letterer, you know, what's what's the whole team look like for this? Absolutely. So our, our interior artist is Jay Sheik. Uh, he is uh, he has a, his own solo series called Hush Ronin coming out through Band of Bards this June. Check that out. That's in previews now. Uh, he's a phenomenally talented artist out of Idaho. Uh and just a really stellar guy, art professor. Uh, yeah, has that very like heavy ink, uh, realistic grounded style that we thought works really, really well with the story. We mm-hmm. told him the pitch and he was like, I'm in 100%. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he got it right away and he, he's been contributing so much to the to the feel and flavor of it. And he introduced us to the colorist as well. Uh, so that was a gimme, that was great. Uh, Rajesh Kumar, who's a, who's a really excellent colorist out of India. Uh, has a great way of, of sort of uh, managing that sort of claustrophobic feel for the for the oceanic scenes for being under the water. Feels very murky. Feels like you're you know closed in. Uh, and then Nathan Kempf is our letterer. He's done uh, all of our, our published work so far. He's worked on uh, Descent, or he didn't work on Descent Dread. He worked on uh, Mechaton and Frankenstein: The Unconquered. Uh, and the great thing is you would never know it just looking at the book. He has such a uh, uh, an adaptable style that it looks completely different from those other two books, uh, but it, it fits exactly what the book needs to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice, very nice. Um, so, um, with uh, you know, this is going to be a two-parter. Mm-hmm. Do you? I guess the most important question I have for you is: Did you like? Buy your artists lots of drinks to convince them to buy to draw <laughs> 240 pages of art. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I just I, I just offered to pay him a reasonable page rate, and <laughs> and and again, he was very into the story. We know it's a big ask, like that's a big commitment, and uh, and we want to close out as much of it as as possible. Uh, you know, then again, when you look at Mechaton over the course of its life, we're asking Fernando to do like you know, over 300 pages. So mm-hmm. it's just yeah. shorter chunks. We want to get this one out a little bit quicker. Gotcha. Uh, you th- Will you, so you'll, you'll have this, this collected, well, this, this, this graphic mm-hmm. novel and then the second graphic novel. Right. After those come out, will you collect them together into just one big book at that point? I uh, pro- probably in some way, shape, or form, uh, whether mm-hmm. that's going to a publisher to, to see if we can get it bound together and, and made into a single book, or whether that's uh, going back to Kickstarter and being like, hey, here's the deluxe edition, you know, omnibus altogether, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, that is certainly something that that we would love to do. Um, and if we could have gotten away with getting with doing it on the first try, we 100% would have. But you know, forty thousand dollars, hundred dollars a book. That's that's asking a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't think we could have. We could have swung that. Gotcha. Probably hefty shipping charge too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the sh- no, shipping is probably the easiest part of it. Uh, the shipping doesn't go too terribly up by weight. It's mostly just the box and the 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 you know getting to send it, unless you're going overseas, in which case the right. rules are out the window. Uh, but yeah, no, that that's sort of the. Uh, exciting thing about doing more and more, you know, books and and having more to sell is that uh, the shipping costs go down relative to the amount of stuff that you're getting. You know, one one five dollar floppy, uh, sending that out uh, at you know, and you're paying more in shipping than you are for the floppy. That that feels bad. But uh, 112 page graphic novel, we're shipping that out for like seven eight bucks. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That. Speaking of shipping, uh, I know that uh, one of the things that helped me out a lot, uh, Charlie Stickney uh, found that uh, pirate ship oh, has yeah. this uh, really, uh, the export rate that you have to call and ask for, but it it literally cut shipping like in half for all of my international shipping. It feels like mm-hmm. a amazing. cheat code because they won't, they don't give it to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it is awesome. I mean, it, uh, I think I shipped, I, I shipped probably three three pounds of books to like Japan, and it was like thirty dollars. I, I will like, have to look a little bit further into that because, <laughs> damn, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I, I especially on this last uh, on, on Frankenstein number two, we had like 
I don't know, seven, 17, something like that, international mm-hmm. backers. And you look at the bill at the end of that, and it, it, it's a gut punch. It, 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 it was like it, we we shipped out over we shipped out about two hundred books, uh, and about ten percent of them were were international, but they comprised about like thirty percent of our total shipping costs. It was it was yep. nightmare. Yeah, and I mean, I, great because it's not like it's saving me money. It's just it's mm-hmm. making it a little easier for people that are yeah yeah overseas to get the book because that's that's kind of what it's all about. I just I don't I want mean, to take more it, for them. Yeah, you have to love them because they're they're backing a book for, you sure. know, for, for 15 or 20 bucks. And sometimes they're paying 20 bucks in shipping just to get it there. So we're like, you know, sometimes thank more. you so yeah. much. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, uh, anyone who entered our backs internationally, we automatically sign, we have like a, uh, as an add on sign my books. So however many books you get, I will sign all of them for you for a flat fee. Uh, but if you do international, I sign it for free because you're already, paying out the, through the nose and yeah. in shipping. That's that's, that's my gift to you. That is a great idea. I, I'm totally going to model that success. You know, not steal it, yeah. model that success. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, sir. Well, hey, let's, uh, we'll start going back around the opposite way. So we're back to Lindsay and JL and uh, 17 Monkeys. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> my first thought is, our video is short. And there's bloopers at the end. Can we watch the video? Uh, Unfortunately, we we do the podcast version. Nobody can see anything. So, Lindsay doesn't want you to see it because she doesn't want you to see the bloopers. (laughs) They're so good. Well, go Um, watch it, everybody, right now. Go out and watch it. Definitely watch the whole video. It's (laughs) so embarrassed. And you just find it at Kickstarter. I mean, um, kickstarter.oneshipress.com that's I, our own link that, those, that goes to all of our kickstarters i thought that those moments were private between us and nope. then they ended nope. up in the <laughs> video. so my thought was i also wanted people to see how weird and funny Lindsay is because it comes across in her writing it's <laughs> it's very weird it's very funny it's kind of like um Almost like Twilight Zone-ish, you know. I don't know if anyone here has read uh, Dwayne, the last book, Tales from Existentia. Mm-hmm. But Dwayne was just as weird and funny um, and <laughs> kind of creepy, kind of dark. Like, there's a darkness to it, but it's also really lighthearted and funny. Um, yeah, so this woman comes home and her roommate ordered 17 monkeys and put together this totally ridiculous business plan about renting them out for party monkeys. And one, you know, the next step is to rent them out as maids, right. like for well, cleaning services. So, <laughs> he is gone and Leo gets bored. He doesn't have anything to do at home. So he starts leafing through a comic book and wouldn't you know, there's an ad for monkeys. It's a Mr. Guy comic, by the way. So, <laughs> Gets a little carried away, orders 17 of them, and then has a great five days with these 17 monkeys in the apartment before realizing, oh no, my roommate is going to come home and I'm going to have to have a justification for 17 monkeys. So he decides to start renting them out for parties so they can at least pay for themselves. And chaos naturally ensues. Mm. Um, And then the roommate does come home and we witness him trying to convince her that this is really a great idea that she should get on board with. So, uh, well, uh, do you want to take a look at the page? Uh, do you guys want to share or do you want me to share for you? Um, I think we can do it. I'm not sure which screen you have things hooked up to, though. We have multiple computer screens I think you get an here, option so. when you hit share screen. Okay. Let's see what happens. Yeah, let's make sure we, you know, we, we share the safe for work stuff. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can go to either entire screen or window. Window is probably better. Yeah. Okay. okay. So. There you go. Uh, All right. Go. Awesome. Monkey Maid, it's a tale from Existentia. Um, this cover art here is by JL. So this is a novella. It's not a comic book. We usually do comics. Um, but this is a about an 80-page novella. Um, it's mostly prose, but JL has done the cover art and is providing chapter opener illustrations for each chapter. And trading cards. 17 trading cards. Yeah. One for each month. <laughs> nice. nice. Right, so we're uh, we're looking to turn this into an ebook, a paperback, and an audiobook. So no matter how you enjoy taking in your books, you have an option that should work for you. Mm-hmm. 
and who is Monkey Maids for? I'm pretty proud of this. Readers of humorous, absurdist fiction, of course, and monkey lovers. <laughs> pretty much everyone. Monkeys are cool. <laughs> right? You can't go wrong unless you buy 17 of them. Yeah. <laughs> Mistakes can be made. Mistakes can definitely be made. We're unlocking um, add-ons and cool stuff at different milestones, and we've just unlocked this adorable Marge the Pygmy Marmoset pin. She's wrapped around a cheese curl. Uh, nice. That's awesome. As it turns out, monkeys love cheese curls. <laughs> don't don't give it to them. Don't. They do. Especially after midnight, something bad happens. <laughs> right, something about midnight. midnight. Yeah. Um, there's also video on here of me actually reading the entire story. I did live stream myself reading to get feedback from watchers. So if anybody wants sort of a peek inside what goes on in the story. <laughs> You can watch Excellent. the whole thing. I love that there appears to be some sort of physical acting uh, yeah. element to. <laughs> it's very I theatrical. Going, I was going for Animated. shadow puppets, yeah. but shadow puppets of monkeys, very difficult, actually, to turn out. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> the, the tails, really complicated. <laughs> Beauty of faces, right? <laughs> Uh, we have a little section of places I've been published so you know that I'm the real deal, an actual writer. Um, mm -hmm. Yes. A little focus nice. on our team. We've got me and JL. We're also working with uh, David Geringer of Next Arc Studios to do the sound design for the audiobook. He is amazing. Cool. Um, he is just a musical genius. He's done um, the music for Mr. Guy, Tracy Queen. Pack, uh, Children of Gaia, the Zombie Adoption Program, like pretty much all of our series, yeah, and he's, he's just fantastic. He also did the um, the soundscaping and editing for Dwayne, the last novella that we made into an audiobook. Um, yeah, we're hoping he's a genius. if we hit a big stretch uh, goal, amazing. we're hoping to hire him to do full sound design for the entire uh, audiobook. Oh, very cool. Nice. And then you'll have to source a whole lot of monkey noises. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> We're also working Zoo with trip. Yuki Dog Zombie, who is going to be producing a coloring page and a uh, fully colored art print of the monkeys wreaking havoc. And she's also offered to um, paint whoever wins a giveaway at the end of the campaign's favorite monkey specifically for them. So really looking Very forward to cool. that. Very cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Simbrone is our production liaison. Highly recommend everyone here. If you're looking for printing solutions for just about anything that you make, hit up Max. He will find you the best deal. He's like, fantastic. no matter how good of a deal you think you have, he'll find you a better one. Uh, <laughs> nice. That's amazing. Nice. And, and he's just like a math genius. Yeah. Like sometimes I just ask him random math questions and he'll <laughs> just like think for like half a second and spit out an answer. And I'm like, what? That can't be right. And then I look it up and I'm like, <laughs> Why? How? Oh. It's not cool. <laughs> Don't be that good at math. We are working oh, on yes. this campaign, uh, like we have in past campaigns, to planting a tree for every single backer. Um, so far, using this, we have planted somewhere, it's just under 600 trees. Um, wow. And this time around, as one of our add-ons in Kickstarter, we've, we've made it an option to plant extra trees. And it's only a dollar a pop. And people are really going for it. Like I'm seeing almost, I, it's got to be about 50% of people have added on at least one tree. So, and I feel like cool. if you, you know, really aren't sure if this story is for you and you get like the ebook at like the lowest tier and that's it, even if you read it and you're like, oh, it's okay, you still know a tree is being planted out there because yeah. of you. So, like, yeah. you know, no matter what, some good comes out of this. That's That's the way we look at it. Well, and I, let me just say that uh, thank you so much because uh, I, you know I reached out to you guys earlier, and I'm doing this on my campaign as well. I love it. That's, uh, so, That's awesome. So excited yes. about that. It's so cool because you know we can, you know, we have to have paper because well, for most for most of what we do, we we like paper so we can hold it. But you know, there's all audio books, but you know, this is a, a really an excellent way for us, you know, comics creators, writers, artists to you know, make an impact, you know, yeah. I, I think it's great. So thank you again for, you know, figuring this out so that I can model 
that steal totally just I'm stealing it, man. I stole it. You know, I mean, not all the success you mean. I was about to say I, I love that idea. That's beautiful. So I, I I think I might implement that as well. Yeah, please do. Because here's the thing, like we have a tree planted for every backer and you know, as many backers as we can get, that's awesome. But being able to influence other creators to do that as well and have that spread. Yeah. then we're doing more than any one of us can do by making it mm -hmm. cooler. And the more people that do it, the cooler it is, the more people are going to do it, the more it That's spreads. Right. And it's like in that way, yeah, man. you know, we, we yeah. just can all be doing that. And it's just freaking awesome. And I'm so excited that other people are into it and want to do it too. Yeah. Awesome. It's really awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so um, I have, I do have a question for, for Lindsay. Um, I love monkeys. I mean, monkeys are cool. <laughs> I don't know that it would ever occur to me to, you know, grab 17 of them. What's the genesis of the story here? <laughs> um, so I was... It's not about me. <laughs> I, okay. didn't, I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I was this time. This time. Many years ago, I think it was about 15 years ago now, I was living in a roommate situation with a roommate who this character is very much based on. Um, he was ah. kind of wild, out of control person. And our time sharing an apartment was very interesting, is the most <laughs> euphemistic way I can explain it. Um, and at one point, I actually was away. And I texted him and said, how are things going in the apartment? And he said, great, the monkeys are doing the dishes. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I might get home and there might be monkeys everywhere. Um, so I wrote a story about what might have actually happened if that were the case. And when I got home, there were no monkeys, and he didn't even remember sending me that text. So <laughs> that's okay. the bullet there. Um, but yeah, this, this was my uh, take on what could have gone on. So he... He figures, you know, what's the best way to make money on monkeys without having any specialization or training? Oh, I'll rent them out. So he rents them out for parties. But then before the roommate comes home, he realizes that they're going to have to clean up the apartment. So he teaches the monkeys how to like dry dishes and wash the floor. And then the idea for turning them into monkey maids comes into his head. So that's <laughs> the next step in the process, getting them little aprons and renting them out to people. But the roommate has a big problem with this because she's worried that people are going to expose the monkeys to noxious chemicals. So uh -huh. hence a wedge is driven between them. She's the logical <laughs> one. That's her complaint. Okay, but counterpoint, can we put them in funny outfits? Yeah, like little like French maid outfits. You right. know? I'm just saying I might might be worth it. It might be worth the risk. Exactly. That's what Leo is saying. Liz disagrees. <laughs> Maybe also, a little butler outfits a little, too. A little you tiny know? marmoset. You could like get just a tiny doll, you know, tiny, made outfit. Yeah. <laughs> and nice. I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm gonna figure out how to get 17 monkeys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> how much can 17 monkeys cost? Ten dollars. <laughs> Depends on which comic book you buy them out of. Yeah. <laughs> right. When you when you first I mean, this idea, I thought of like Steve. That were sold in the back of like a comic book. It's like, oh, yeah, there's some monkeys. That's the thing. I actually found a photograph of an ad for <laughs> monkeys that looks like it came out of the back of a comic book it's, in like uh, the 60s. Circa maybe? 50s, 60s. Yeah. Yeah, they were oh, selling wow. uh, squirrel monkeys for, for like 17 bucks. Yeah, it was like less than <laughs> That $10. seems irresponsible. Nuts. <laughs> that yeah. seems insane. It sounds about right, though. <laughs> the ad is just so like what they're like oh like tiny human they like the same food you like they come pre-trained guaranteed live delivery it's like what and they were being shipped out of wait for it florida uh, of course obviously where yeah, else so would florida it? man has what? been wearing that cape for a while wild times it's too bad Kevin is not Florida. here. You know, he, live, he lives in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Well, excellent. Uh, you know, that's definitely something that uh, everyone should take a look at because it, it's got monkeys. I mean, monkeys are cool. And you're going to plant a tree. So definitely yeah. take a look at that. Yes. All right. Well, let's uh, 
Frank, let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> you and me. Let's talk about, let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> oh, oh, puppy. <laughs> we had a For those who don't know my earlier. project, that, that's going to come off as something very strange. <laughs> We've got kitties. Nice. <laughs> oh, he's on his tower. Okay. Uh, and uh, by the way, this is this is Otis. This is actually our basset hound. I've uh, noticed. We... Oh. We, we 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 didn't actually dress him up in that. Uh, the boys took <laughs> a picture, and there's this website you can get your mm-hmm. pet painted into something. So Otis got painted into the ambassador, which I thought was Whoa. funny since he's a basset hound, so it's the ambassador. I thought that. Was <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> also, so who, who, I want to point out that Otis is objectively the best name for a basset hound. So I, well done, object. my wife. Yes. <laughs> Wells, who do we have there on screen? Oh, this is Quaylag. Uh, her full name is Princess Quaylag Medusa the Destroyer, but <laughs> but I just call her PQ. Gotcha. <laughs> and Frank, who who who? Uh, oh, we've got another. We got a cat there oh. and a dog. Yeah, you it's have just, a menagerie it's a back here. Oh, biscuits! It's biscuit time. <laughs> or maybe sushi rolls. I can't tell from. <laughs> She likes to be the center of attention. Yeah, so tell us about Sex Night, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> That's a quick transition. Yeah. So Sex Night is essentially a sex comedy story. It's a one-shot comic. And it's uh-huh. a it's about a married couple that is trying to have a sex night after their kids go to sleep, which is something if you've been together with a cup if you've been together with a partner for a very long time things become a little bit routine or difficult to have a night of intimacy and this book basically pokes fun of that it has um a little bit of mishaps and hijinks and tries to be romantic and sexy so it's a it's a balancing act between the two and i've had a a lot of fun putting it together so uh, do you want to share the screen? You want me to share the screen for you? For go it? for it. I'm all right. Super lazy. That's what I come for. The service. You got it. We're here. I'm here for you, man. I am here for you. There we go. Here we are. <laughs> so yeah, that I that project image kind of embodies the complete tone of the story. A mm-hmm. husband and wife in bed, and their son walks in with a dog, and <laughs> they're caught a little bit off guard. <laughs> So, yeah, that's the standard cover, and I'm um, I'm pretty proud of the covers that we have for this for this book because I got to play around with the format and what they are. And I've done a lot of horror books that are scary. I've done some depressing books or serious books, so it was nice to do something that was just. I was gonna say that that kid has a bit of a serial killer vibe to them. Like I do not trust that. (laughs) A little, a little bit. It's it's got a little uh, uh, Michael Myers Halloween <laughs> vibe to it. I mean, parents cover your ears. I'm just gonna say this: kids are creepy. Kids are <laughs> hey creepy. You're telling me, man. Everything <laughs> around kids is creepy. There's nothing scarier than just a child's toy going off in the middle of the night for just no reason at all. It's like waking up and a kid is just silently staring at you. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I don't have kids. Anyway, <laughs> it is an adventure. It is an adventure. Um, yes, it definitely is. <laughs> so uh, let's let's talk about uh, who who's the rest of the the creative team on this one. So um, Alex Gunther did the interior art which i actually spent a lot of time trying to find the artist for this because it's a weird tone i needed somebody that could do slice of life and comedy while also not being too erotic you know i wanted Mm -hmm. that kind of just simple plain uh going through everyday life kind of art to it so i think he embodied that very well so i was happy with the way it turned out because this is a weird book you have to strike the right balance of tone in the artwork otherwise it's just it's gonna fall flat so Mm -hmm. i was glad with the way he pulled it off and there were a bunch of panels that we debated about how they were going to look because if you look at one way it looks like you said serial killery 
But if you <laughs> if you look at the same scene from a different direction, it becomes funny. So we had to mm -hmm. talk a lot about the angles and how things were going to look to convey the right feeling to the person reading. Gotcha. So uh, it looks like your your colorist is that one is that a, a colorist that you've worked with before or is yeah I've done I've done a bunch of stuff with him he handled pretty much all of the coloring duties for the book so he did all the covers and all the interior mm -hmm. artwork and and I, well, I like that because it, it feels like a consistent tone throughout the story which I don't necessarily need for every book sometimes I have a cover that's completely different than than what's inside but for this I think that uniformity works well. Mm -hmm. Now, do you letter your own books? Is that right? I do. That's why I don't okay. include it there because gotcha. I don't call myself a letterer out of respect for the actual letters that are out there <laughs> killing it all the time. I do my best. I uh, I hear you. I, I've done it once or twice, and it's, it's way, way more difficult mm -hmm. than – the real letterers make it look, yeah. at least in my opinion. I mean, because there's, there's so it's so, and it's so important to the overall book. I mean, I, I, I feel like letterers don't necessarily get the respect they deserve as storytellers, yeah. you know? Very true. I, I um, could talk about lettering for hours. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird, it's weird. We because I never, no. When I first started, I never thought that much of it, but now that I do it, I, I, take great joy in doing it and I take great pride in doing it but at the same time I'm really just a writer that's lettering his own books for practical reasons I'm not like a professional letter I stink at sound effects that's kind of my weak point because I'm not a, I'm not a visual guy so um if I make a creative sound effect I feel very proud of it and it took me way longer than it would like the person that does it every day but you know it's, it's interesting uh when I did it, 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 it would take me so long that I was like, I just, uh, you know, I, I, I really kind of enjoyed it. I, I, I did like it, but it, it was so much work that I was like, I need to just let somebody that knows that they can, that can do this fast and, and great, you know, not like me who it can do it mediocre and super slow. But uh, I know Clay Adams, uh, you know, he writes a lot of the fried comics books and the, uh, Blazing Blade of Frankenstein, and they've got uh, Carmilla out right now. But he uh, he letters his all of his books too, and he really really enjoys it. So um, he's also really good at it too. So great. I mean, it's it's uh, it's, it's an interesting. I I kind of feel like, and please correct me if I'm wrong. I I feel like it makes it me lettering a few stories made me a better writer because I started having to think about everything that had to go in a balloon. You know, I'm like, okay, I got to count words now because, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to Chris Claremont, my letterer. Okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Here's a thousand words. Fit it in this panel, please go for it. Right? With all the <laughs> Don't cover up exactly. anything important. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> If I'm lettering my own books, I, I don't think like that because I know like, yeah, I'll just clean it up when I'm lettering. But when I'm when I'm in my I have my editor hat on and I'm looking uh -huh. at thumbnails and artwork, that's when the, the lettering side of things really kicks in. And mm -hmm. I think of like, I'm going to have trouble lettering this panel. He needs to go mm -hmm. back and rework this. So it definitely helps to have that that skill set or that mm -hmm. train of thought in your mind when you're just looking at the overall artwork. So does uh, Letterer Frank ever curse writer Frank? No, they're buddies. <laughs> they're friends. They go out and have they, a beer they, together. They know they're they know they're working together. So and you know what? It's it's nice because if you have a separate letterer, they're not really authorized to edit your dialogue, you know? Mm -hmm. it's, so it's a constant back and forth between mm -hmm trying to to cut things down to make it fit within art while also telling the type of story that you want and if you are the letterer it's kind of lazy you're just like yeah let's just, <laughs> i'll just make it work I, I, yeah i'm the boss i can do whatever i want <laughs> nice very nice well you know and i joked I, I joked earlier about this but i i i really i i do look to you as as inspiration man because mm. uh i 
my goal is, hey, I'm going to strive and work really hard. and It's probably going to kill me, but I'm, I'm going to try to get three Kickstarters done one year. I don't know if this is this year, maybe it's next, some year. And you're and I like, hey, Frank just put out a book. Oh, he delivered it. Oh, Frank just put out another book and he just delivered it. Frank put out like, yeah, man. <laughs> it's it's constantly living in the future because as you know, uh -huh. Kickstarters take months to plan. Mm -hmm. So if I'm yeah. planning so many in a year, I have to think about what's happening in 2025. And although mm -hmm. I'm not doing all of the work for it, I have to lay all the seeds so that. I can gradually build up to having six done that year because it doesn't, it's just, if I try to wait until it's all ready to do, it's it would be too overwhelming. So yeah, you're, you sound very organized, which is <laughs> not me. So. I don't write anything down. <laughs> it's all up here, which is very scary because nobody wants to be up there. <laughs> so uh, what, uh, you know, let's, you know, if somebody's checking this out, uh, I mean, uh, do you offer, uh, you know, I've got a lot of your other books, you know, there's Polar Express or not Polar Express, Polar Paradox, uh, Polar Paradox, and a lot of your other titles like the Haunted, is it Haunted Motel? No. Macabre Motel. Macabre Motel. Man, I'm, I'm messing up every title. <laughs> there's a lot of them, so it's understandable. I'm a big <laughs> fan of yours. I don't know any of your books, but. I don't, yeah, I'm a big fan, but I, I don't know anything about them. Yeah. <laughs> Do you offer all of your other books as add-ons? <laughs> I offer some of them. I don't offer all of them for every campaign because that would be a uh, that would be too much. I have to hold some back. I have to tease a little bit. So, um, so yeah, this one was. I try to do similar themes. So if I have a sci-fi book, I'll try to offer all of my sci-fi books as add-ons. I don't have another sex comedy, so it was. It was hard finding stuff to go with this. I, I honestly, I think I just randomly picked a couple to throw on gotcha. there. It does have my favorite variant cover, though, if you go back up. Okay. Yes. The one where the, the wife is, is flashing everybody, and I have the, the guy's lettering over. Cover That's there, right? That's nice. Good. It was, I like the wraparound a lot. The wraparound, the wraparound was, too. Was, was fun, too. Yes, I, I currently have, I currently have that guy's face as my Facebook profile on. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, my Facebook profile image. So Perfect. what a choice. This, this was just a, this was just a fun book. You know, I have a lot of books that are serious Looks that like I can't it. really just be super goofy and silly and zany with, and um, I and my wife had a lot of inspiration for this. Not all of it. I would say maybe forty percent. So I had to get her permission before I wrote it, and uh, she had a blast with it. She's excited about it. So, so yeah, this is just a book about romance, about couples that have been together a long time, trying to trying to spark it up, and it does not go all that well. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice. Uh, if you know, if someone's coming in here and you know they're looking to you for a recommendation, what what would you recommend? Is you know kind of the reward tier that you, you're you're kind of your favorite reward tier definitely the variant cover i love that i just i felt proud of it because i got to do i got to letter it which felt like it's not just a static <laughs> image which covers are uh -huh. you know it tells it's a story with the words so yeah. i uh <clears throat> also <clears throat> excuse me my friend lane thomas does a theme song for every book that i do so I think that's part of the um, variant tier too. So oh, I think gotcha. it comes with it. it. Does it have Very... a bow, a bow, bow feel to it? I'm sorry? <laughs> the theme song? Does the theme song have a bow, chicka, bow, bow sort of? It does. It does. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Um... If, if Will's feeling frisky, he can actually do a preview at the top. Oh, okay. Is that? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. just sound, right? right? Up, down, 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 oh, down. I missed it. I missed it. Right there. Oh, right there. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's like a bump and grind. <laughs> jazzy. Very jazzy. Very jazzy. You stopped it oh, short. It actually it gets a little, it gets a little porno-y. <laughs> <laughs> Did we know we, no, we, we got that. We we yeah, felt yeah. that. We we got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Awesome. So uh, this is what what number of book is it this year for you? It, it, this this Kickstarter is your second or third? This is third. Yeah. Third. So okay. I got, three, I got three more after this. Nice. And and you're a machine, man. I mean, it's bravo. Thank you. <laughs> you're an inspiration. An inspiration and very maddening. So. It, I mean, it's true what they say <laughs> when you're a writer. Writing is the least amount of work that you'll be doing. Amen. So it's like if I put out six books, that's only six scripts. That's really not that much writing. It's all the other junk that goes with it. Project management, Kickstarter, Kickstarter project management, yeah. fulfillment. <laughs> it's just it never yeah, all, all that other stuff. So if you can manage uh, think... to organize that, the writing is the easy part. Mm -hmm. I think I, uh, last show maybe, I, uh, I made the analogy that comics are hard. It's like pushing a boulder up a hill with a wet noodle. <laughs> right <laughs> because they are hard they're very hard to make and and the in a kickstarter you know when you see a comic most normal people and you know i hate to break it to everyone on the we're not normal we're really not normal okay um what? <laughs> to, to normal people they see, a, they see a comic they're like oh you know this is this is this is just a comic. i'm sure this was just easy to do God no, it's it's so hard. And then, then there's the Kickstarter. Well, then there's marketing. Then there's the Kickstarter. Then there's the Kickstarter itself. And then there's fulfillment. And it's just ah, uh, it's so hard. Um, hey, I know. Um, why don't uh, Ashley? Why don't you cheer us up with some really cool, uh, <laughs> cool Give comments. us some Ralphs. Some silliness, Ralphs. Yes. Um, let me see if I can share my screen. I'm a little unsavvy when it comes to streamly. Let me see. Um, Are you so on a Mac or PC? A Mac. It may want. It may have some permissions that make you reboot your browser. So if that happens, just let me know and I'll share. Why don't I just let you go ahead and maybe share it? It might be easiest. Okay. Not cool. a problem. Yeah. Um, me. I should have said in my pitch too that um, this is actually a volume four that I'm uh, running a Kickstarter mm -hmm. for, and this is the only the kicks the second Kickstarter I've ever done. Uh, myself. Oh wow! So I, I feel like a newbie amongst all you veterans, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's. Well, uh, let me let me just tell you as an ambassador, as as a as a Kickstarter veteran, uh, it doesn't get better, it doesn't get easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seem like it. No, I no. thought I'd be like, this is easy. This is, seems like just as much work. <laughs> uh, but back in uh, 2021, my first Kickstarter was uh, the full Ralph's collection of everything so far. So before I was with Gorilla Publishing, I was self-published. Um, so volumes one and two, I had done completely by myself. I do, I do all the writing, all the art, everything, editing. I do, I do everything. Um, so we put out a full anthology uh, two years ago, and it was a big hit. So now um, I'm bringing forth volume four. Um, so I do my my Kickstarter video is also very fun, but like it wouldn't really read out of podcast yeah. stuff. But I recommend <laughs> going to look at it. Um, I do a little like ba banter with a character in the book that has become quite popular. Um, his name is Clarence, the neighborhood bonehead. Um, <laughs> you'll find out more about him. Uh, but yeah, so there's some pages in there. Um, mm -hmm. Shows a little You're bit of, of a... Let's see, where is it? I've got it right there. Hang on just a second. Yeah. Sorry, I should have been more prepared to... Oh, no, that's, that. I should have been more prepared. That's kind of my job. So, all right, here we go. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I said, this, they're all, it's not really a serial thing. They're very just like short little, like, like any sort of 15 minute, you know, a, a Looney Tunes cartoon. That's uh, a lot of the animation that I, I love. And like a lot of the humor, um, comes from that. It comes from the Muppets. It comes from, um, the Marx brothers, you know, any sort of like very along that same vein. Um, so it's also interesting that a lot of you guys are writers because I'm not, that's not my strong suit. It's, uh, I, I, I build stories and, and like scenarios off of what makes me laugh. And it's like, I, I draw, I start at the punchline and I build from a story off of that, which mm -hmm. might be a strange process, but it works for me. And, and I always seem to make it work. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a little bit of everything. Um, it's not, it's, it, I said it's all ages, but it's not like, 
adults at a mm. lower level where like adults wouldn't really like it or get it. But like some of the maybe a little more highbrow jokes are just going to fly over the younger ones heads. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so I'm excited to bring this uh, to life and uh, and get some cool rewards out there. I, I, I just saw the name of the cereal is Bonios. I just yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like a, a lot of sight gags. So there's a lot of little like. You know, mm-hmm. I oh, have yeah. a, in one of my first issues, it was like reverse psychology for dummies or for knuckleheads, like a play on <laughs> reverse psychology for dummies. Um, so just a lot of that silliness. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And we're getting to the rewards now. You get uh, you can get either a digital or physical copy. All physical copies will be signed by yours truly. Um, awesome. And since a lot of people maybe have not heard of the Ralphs before. And obviously I think a lot of the people who are listening or watching now never have. So there is a bundle right there at $15 where you can get everything. So you'll get bones in the attic, which is the anthology and you'll get volume four. So I think a lot of new people are, are signing up on my uh, campaign so far. So I'm excited that more people will see everything. Um, nice. And the enamel pins, uh, uh, someone else had them. Um, I think you guys had them, Lindsay and them. Uh, I'm very excited for enamel pins. I've been wanting to do them for a long time. So, <laughs> so uh, this is volume four of Ralph's. Uh, the uh, is there another three issues that are that could be available, or are they is everything in the uh, the full house, which is the uh, uh, yeah the anthology and uh, so the the anthology. Uh, you you got the first official um, appearance of the Ralphs, which was in a double issue with another guerrilla publishing title, um, the mythic. It's, I, can't, I can't say this. The epic misadventures of Deathbag, who is like the the Grim Reaper, similar story veins. Um, okay. So it was a, a double issue. So you get that. You get volume one and volume two, which are they are. Uh, I sell them as their own, but volume three was exclusively to bones in the attic and there was a cliffhanger so that is what you want to get that is definitely what you want to get is the the anthology book and plus it's great it's 60 pages it's it's beautiful i was so excited to have it made and now um volume four is the biggest single issue i've done to date at 28 pages so a whole lot of and two people said hilarity and hijinks that's that's all i'm putting in here (laughs) nice so um, where, I mean, what kind of got you into doing, you know, comics that are, you know, more in this vein than, you know, either superheroes or some others, your crime or something like that. What, mm-hmm. what, what really appealed to you about, you know, this genre and this, this way of, you know, of doing the, the humor? Yeah. I think for me, I wanted to be as authentic to me my style like what inspired me and so i think that's like like i said i'm not really a writer so i didn't know until more more recently when i met some of my other peers and you know meeting people through you know round tables like this i didn't know how to tell a good story so i thought let's just let's just punch them with a bunch of silliness and a bunch of jokes and (laughs) and and see what sticks you know um so it's it's been a lot of a learning curve and, and, and you said it to, uh, well, I think before is that it helps me become a better writer to letter and to do all of the things I do, because I tend to do the art first and then put in uh, the, the dialogue next. And it sometimes becomes challenging. I have to edit or, you know, how can I split up these bubbles? You know, does it make sense? So it's always a different experience every time, which is exciting that I'm, you know, I'm getting it all for myself. Nice. Well, I, I do have to I have to tell you one thing. Uh, you you did write these, so you're a writer. Sorry, <laughs> you're a writer. I, I'll claim that now. I, I'll put that up there. So thank you. I, thank I you. think they I think they prefer to be called cartoonists, but ah, that's, okay. cartoonists. <laughs> that's what's in my bio. But that that's you know that's that's actually a step above writer. I think you know us mm-hmm. writers we we don't get much respect, so it's okay. <laughs> you should. You very much we, lack, should. we lack the necessary skills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know that's actually you know um, that was really cool. Did a ghost <laughs> swing by? What the? Who? It's the ghost of Kevin Joseph. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> from his slumber. From his slumber. Yeah, astral projecting. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, there's just some good. There's some good comments I'll get to in a minute, but um, 
as a as someone who can do it all, I'm first off, let me say I'm very envious because I my stick figures even suck. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 so awesome and I think so rare. I mean, we've had you know, JL, you you write and draw, you know, some of your stuff too. So I mean that that's awesome. How how I, I'm really curious at how that changes your approach. I mean, I I try to think visually as a writer. You know, that's but as an artist, that's what you do. You know, mm-hmm. JL, that's what you do as well. I mean, so it's it's interesting that you you kind of pivot back to the writing and are able to you know, make something that's a lot, probably more cohesive than, you know, me or Kevin or, you know, another writer with another artist. And, uh, you know, one of the, one of the creators that we have on uh, pretty regularly, uh, Mata Sorcier, she does, um, yeah, I know. uh, <laughs> I wish it wasn't so light because I can't think of anything. She does sacrimony. There's the thing. <laughs> and, I'm just always, it's always impressive to see someone that can do all of this stuff because I, I'm a one trick pony. Okay. <laughs> so, so I think there's like three different elements to that. One is, so the word Oneshi, our publishing company, that word we made up, mm-hmm. but to us, it means a whole that is greater than the sum of its parts. And like when, you know, one person does a job, they're going to do it with one person's insight mm-hmm. and experience and ideas, right? But when two people are doing a job, those ideas play off of each other. And there's a kind of um, reverberation that occurs that sort of amplifies what either of them are capable of on their own. And when like the more people you add into the mix, if there's real cooperation there, there's going to be a greater result than any of those people could have on their own. So when one person's doing the writing and the illustrating, you lack that component of like the kind of multiplicate, the multiplication of energy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So when I write and illustrate something, it's only going to be what I alone can come up with. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, like you said, there's inherently going to be a cohesion because I know what I meant when I wrote that, you know, like I know what I was picturing. I know how it should land. I know what I want to get out of it. So on one hand, there could be a little bit more um, control and oversight and a little bit less gets muddled in interpretation. But on the other hand, it's only going to be as good as I could imagine it and not as good as me and someone else could imagine it. So when I write for other artists, I a know as an artist who's illustrated for other writers, what's really hard for me and what's really easy for me. So I know like, you know, if you explain something in a way that's very ambiguous and complicated, I'm going to have to sit there and scratch my head over it for a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know when, you know, the description is like super succinct, right to the point and says everything I need to know visually, it's going to be easier for me. So having that experience as being a writer or being an illustrator for other writers, I think also makes me, I think a little gentler to illustrators when I'm working with them as the writer, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I do think there's a benefit there. Um, but I've also, the other challenge is when you are illustrating your own work, you can make it exactly how you want. Whereas when someone else is illustrating it, you kind of have to accept that it's not going to come out exactly how you want. What's that? Wow. That's Kevin. (laughs) Kevin. Sorry. (laughs) So you have to make some concessions when you're the writer working with an artist, you have to be able to be like, that's not how I pictured it, but cool. That came out really good. You know, you just have to. Yeah. So, so Ashley, when, when you, you, I think you mentioned earlier, you start with the art first and then you kind of come back and you're, you know, you, you will layer on after that, which I, I think is a really interesting way to approach it. And yeah. probably, uh, you know, I don't know if I want to, 
maybe a, a more pure way to approach it because it's the Marvel method. Yeah, know? I mean, I when when I when I, I when I, I yeah when I do a script, I I start with an image in my mind, mm-hmm. but then I try to describe it in words. You start with an image in your mind, you just freaking draw it. So you know, <laughs> then, yeah. Then you go. <laughs> so yeah. Ha- ha- go ahead. Have you? Have you worked with a, a different writer, or have you have you worked as just an artist? Uh, sorry, just an artist. I didn't mean that. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I actually, yeah, I actually have. So the fir- the first Kickstarter campaign I was a part of that I wasn't necessarily like running um, uh-huh. was Guerrilla Publishing. Uh, we put out a series called Tales from the Cryptic Closet, um, which is a play on Tales from the Crypt. And a friend of ours uh, has a clothing company. Um, it's moved out into a different name now, but was called the cryptic closet. And they kind of blended those two together, horror comics. We all love, you know, like we're a great community of artists and like the Northwest Indiana, Chicago land area. Let's just put some stuff together. Mm-hmm. So I worked with a writer on the first issue of that. And it was a story about a little girl's teddy bear that was possessed um so that was fun because i love spooky scary stuff i got to so i got to um have a firsthand experience of what exactly you're talking about of okay he explained it in all the words he explained the shot he wanted an overhead view uh you know come from the floor like from teddy's point of view you know so it was definitely a challenge and i really enjoyed it um and i will uh there i'm working with an artist called uh, his name is john Parrish who will be in the upcoming uh tales from the cryptic closet come next year um, and I, and I have worked with Julio, my friend uh, from Gorilla Publishing as well, uh, with on death bag. Um, mm-hmm. so I, ha- I have that experience and I, and I see the, the value in both definitely, mm-hmm. um, because it, it makes me, um, more susceptible to working with artists in the future. Um, mm-hmm. like you're saying like, Hey, you know, you have your vision. I have what I interpret your vision as, but let's collaborate and really like amplify this up to 11. So very cool. Yeah, definitely. So um as a uh as an artist um do how, how much I'm, I'm going back to lettering sorry and i'm struggling because i'm tired but uh whatever <laughs> um uh how because i know that with with you know when frank and i were talking about lettering earlier you know lettering is extraordinarily important because it lets us you know it gets the words on the page but it's also a graphic element and you yes. know, that is something that, you know, you as an artist and, and JL as you know, as well, you guys and, and Frank, because he's doing the lettering, you're, you're playing with those graphic elements to, you know, to add something to that underlying artwork, which is, you know, really, really cool. I mean, how, how do you approach that? Well, with that, I use uh, my my degree in graphic design. <laughs> so, nice. <laughs> so I, that was when I was thinking of what I wanted to do for a career. I didn't think I'd actually be. I'm grateful to be here today. I didn't think I'd ever ha- have my own comic series. So I thought a practical way to be an artist is to be a graphic designer. So I would say I think a lot of the training I have helps me in that way of, OK, where's the negative space? Does this actually read? Does it make sense? Does it flow? Um so I, 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 th- I like to use all the training that I've kind of just gotten on my own and nice. hopefully it makes sense. But no, there's when you want a kaboom, you know, there's different ways to write. You know, there's you can str- add a stroke around it. You can invert it. Um, mm. So there's there's a lot to it that I'm still like, again, just happy to be learning and challenging myself. Awesome. Well, all right. Well, hey, we've uh, we've been going for about an hour now. Uh why don't we go ahead and we will reverse again. We'll do our 30 second pitches and uh, then we'll start wrapping everything up, except uh, I do have a couple of comments that I want to get to because um, uh, Blake, uh, you have the best sense of humor. Um, <laughs> that's for you, Frank. <laughs> I, I thought so. <laughs> I, I, but like, I need, uh, and that's just, <laughs> Need somebody that, to connect the dots. That is a. Uh, that's also. Uh, that's a reference um, to one of my other series, which is called Pipe Creepers. So I guess. Yeah. And uh, making a it, sex comedy and combining that pipe busters yeah. would be the appropriate title. It. Uh, 
it goes back to I think Kevin screwed up the name of it two or three times. We're just everybody screws the name. Everybody screws the name of every one of my series, which I mean I don't know if I should take pride in that or not, but it's well. There's so many. There's so many. <laughs> uh, but hey, let's uh, let's go back around. Wells, uh, give us the thirty second pitch uh, for depths. Absolutely. Depths is a 112-page graphic novel about Emil Parker, a brilliant uh, Depression-era scientist that gets trapped underwater for three years in a suit of his own creation. Meanwhile, his best friend and confidant James is on the surface looking for him. It is a harrowing tale of survival, uh, uh, grief, and uh, ultimately perseverance. Awesome. Uh, Lindsay, JL, tell us about some monkey maids. In your words. In my words. Um, so you've been on vacation for a few weeks and you come back to your two-bedroom apartment ready to take a load off. And when you walk inside, you find that your roommate has purchased 17 monkeys out of the back of a comic book. What do you do? Find out in this 80 page <laughs> Monkey Mate, a tale from Existentia by Lindsay G. And JL. What? You did the illustration. Oh, yeah. I did some art. Yeah. <laughs> I, sorry, I wasn't expecting you to be called on. Speaking of yeah. your <laughs> go, excuse me. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, Frank. Frank, what um, uh, what what can we expect from Sex Night? Sex Night <laughs> is a book about a married couple trying and sucking at the sexual acts of making love. That's kind of that's kind of <laughs> it. it. That's it. I, I tell people, look, the book is 23 pages long. 22 of them take place in a bedroom. So <laughs> that's it. There like American go. Pie, 40-year-old virgin. It's that kind of 12-year-old childish humor. So hope people Gotcha. Like. Excellent. Ashley, let's Ralph's. talk about Ralph's. <laughs> Ralph's, volume four. The fourth issue of silliness, hijinks, and hilarity. Um, you can share it with your... And, and all your friends, any family members, they're just enjoyable for young ones. It's adorable for you guys. Um, yeah, just enjoy the silly little dogs I've created and and have a little nostalgia to go with it. Nice. And I'm going to bring us home. Uh, Crossover Division Volume 1 hardcover is on Kickstarter right now. And uh, our stories are invading reality and threatening to fracture it beyond repair. And only a an English professor and a research librarian uh, have the smarts to save us from an unhappy ending. So uh, check it out. <laughs> All right, everyone. Hey, thank you so much for being here. And um, I think we're, uh, I think we, I think we did it without Kevin. Well, I know. Hey, Everybody should give a round of applause. I mean, Kevin well, he, was sort of here-ish. He haunted us. Yeah. He so, haunted yeah. us here in spirit. <laughs> Who but knows yeah, everyone he was saving us from. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, everyone, check out these campaigns. And uh, oh, actually, uh, Ashley, how many days do you have left? I have twenty-two days left, and uh, we're already at sixty-eight percent. Nice, Wells. How many days do you have left for depths? It says eighteen, but I'm pretty sure it's nineteen. We end on May thirty-first, so end of the month. All right, excellent. JL, Lindsay, seventeen days to go. All right, excellent. Frank. 14, 15, 14 days. Something like that. All right. And I think I'm somewhere. Yeah, I think I end on the 26th. So I think we're all pretty close. Excellent. Nice. Well, again, hey, thanks, everyone. And uh, thanks for everyone in the comments and uh, for watching us and, you know, not comparing me to Kevin, which I'm sure you've already done. So, all right. Um, <laughs> that's going to be it for tonight. So uh, thanks Thank again, you guys. everyone. And Thank you. we will see you next week. <laughs> Thank you so much. Good night.